Please return Bubbles, your flight attendant, to her fully upright and locked position. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please take your seat and buckle up. Seat backs and trade tables in their full upright position. It's another episode of Skip Happens. A view from 30,000 feet. From the first music lesson to the first paid gig to signing the deal, it's the journey that is the life of an artist. Now, here's your captain and co-captain, a.k.a. your hosts, Skip Clark and Deb Lamphere. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm flying alone tonight. Uh, my co-host is actually in uh, Nashville. We just got back a couple of days ago. She spent about two hours at home, and uh, it seems like that, and she jumped back on a plane, and she's back in Nashville. So Deb won't be with us here tonight, but... So I'm flying alone. Hopefully that's okay. Hey, y'all. It's, it's, <laughs> I love this. Skip Clark, of course, the host of uh, Skip Happens. And uh, my good friend Molly Diago is uh, joining us here tonight. And there is so much to talk about. We how, Wait a minute. We go back quite a ways. How far do we go back? Forever. It's been a long time. Years and years, for sure. Yeah, yeah we're going to talk nice about that here in a minute. Uh, where coming. are you right now? Um, I am, uh, I'm in Connecticut, actually okay. pretty close to Boston ish, just yeah. uh, over the border of mass. So I'm a new Englander now. Yeah. So are you living there? Yep. Uh, oh, wow. most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Do you, um, do you make your way back to, well, we're located in central New York. That's where the podcast comes from. Uh, and of course you're a central New Yorker. Do you make your way back this way at all? Yeah, I do. Uh, my fa- you know, my family's there. Uh, oh, my parents are there. Actually, I think you know one of them <laughs> quite well. And he's still German. So whenever yeah. I get a chance to come home, I come and, uh, you know, hang out with my favorite people in the world, Syracuse folks. Well, so that, that means I guess I'm not one of your favorite people because I haven't seen you. No. I know. <laughs> I know. You know what it is? It, we're all so busy. And there's only so much time to spend with with your family. And and, and I get that. But all kidding aside, you're always welcome in the pod zone here. So next time you come in. Absolutely. So we're talking with uh, Molly Diago. And uh, she's a guitarist. And she's pretty hot at playing the guitar. Hot at everything she does. Mm -hmm. Uh, I see lots of pictures of you uh, with the horses, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. And uh, but you've played alongside people like Frankie Ballard, uh, the All American Rejects. Uh, who else? Oh man, well, there's been a lot of <laughs> different people, <laughs> like, but right. honestly, my favorite people are all Syracuse folks. I have so many friends back in Syracuse. Um, just the bands throughout the time that I've like, I think we did, uh, we had gigs with Country Swag, we had gigs with um tj oh, yeah. we had gigs oh, yeah. with so those are my other the nationals are fun too but man those syracuse guys they know how to throw down <laughs> you know would you rather do you feel intimidated when you play with the nationals as opposed to uh hanging out with, with your friends maybe that sounds like a dumb question but well you know what i mean yeah i mean i guess sometimes but at the end of the day they're all the same like some of them are jerks some of them are great like yeah <laughs> you give them a grain of salt and you keep going so I guess Syracuse is kind of the same too, but everybody loves each other at the end of the day, I think in Syracuse, regardless of what, you know, the Syracuse music scene Facebook group says. <laughs> Describe your music. Um, I want to say that it's, you know, uh, sort of on the modern rock side. Um, it's a delicate balance between a lot of guitar because of course it's my <laughs> favorite and then, you know, some vocals. And I think that, you know, um, 
as a vocalist, I'm still pretty new. So to get that confidence to sort of come up and, and not hide behind the guitar has been a really big theme in the music. And hopefully this song that we actually just released today mm-hmm. um, does a little bit of a better job than maybe past songs and sort of, uh, you know, bring in my vocals to the forefront. So um, I don't know if that even answers your question, but. No, 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 I get it. I totally <laughs> get it. And uh, what, um, let's take it back to the beginning. When did you start getting into music? At what age? Um, I played the clarinet first and foremost when I was like seven, eight, nine, whenever one starts oh. playing the clarinet. And then um, I went and I saw the Trans-Siberian Orchestra and I was in love with the guitar ever since then at the On Center. I remember like the next day on the school bus, because of course it was a school night, like I, you know, I was half awake, but I was like, yes, I need, I need to do, I need to do, I want to do this. I want to learn guitar. And uh, like I said, I think 12 or 13, um, I got a guitar for my birthday that year, and I've just not stopped since. So, Are you self-taught? Um, to a small extent, I guess. I, okay. I remember when I first started, like, all parents who get their kids a guitar also, like, you know, uh, feels obligated, I guess, to buy them lessons sometimes. Yeah. So I did the, like, four lessons, and then I'm like, I can do this. So, um, you know, I, I kind of went off on my own, but I did train um, with Chris Caffrey from the Transurban Orchestra, who actually, he was a huge influence on um, sort of how I play now. So he helped a lot. And then YouTube is the best. Like, you can mm-hmm. YouTube mm-hmm. anything and, like, you know, feel Everything. like you're going to go at it 10 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, exactly. I think we all go to YouTube to find out how to do something, whether it's learning how to play the guitar or change a tire. I mean, it's, it's everything, yep. anything and everything's on YouTube, but, uh, you, your dad's in a band. Yep. He is. Yeah. He is. And he's still playing around town. I know that. And uh, he is, but I couldn't even tell you what the band, I think Tom Nitty he might play with, which is maybe. Well, I just know. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Tom, I know Tom and, um, um I haven't seen your something. dad in a while, but I know he's playing. So he is. Yeah. He loves it. Like that's, he, <laughs> <laughs> he loves that life. I don't know what it is, but packing up drums at two in the morning, it's he he just loves it. <laughs> kudos to him, you know. <laughs> well, you must love that life too, because this is what you're doing. Um, not only have you become an attorney, am yeah. I right? That's you amazing. Are. We're gonna talk. I don't know how you did that, girl. <laughs> I, I don't have know. No idea with everything else you got going on, but you're writing music, you're performing music. You've been with some of the big ones. I mean, you are somebody that we're all proud of in this neck of the woods because you've done something with your life and you've done it very, very well. And you have just dropped a brand new single. Like you said, it came out today. It's not exactly country. It's we'll play it here in a few minutes, but uh, I got it. I, I love it. Absolutely love it. And not only that, it's a birthday present to yourself. Exactly. And that's, you know, happy birthday. (sighs) Thank you. Tomorrow. (laughs) And and I I feel like every hour that goes by, I'm getting older. And well, I am, but you know, I'm feeling it. it But yeah, I mean, it's been a lot, but it's funny, like everybody I meet and actually I see some friends in here in this little chat from Connecticut. Um, I'm so proud to be from Syracuse and even, you know, Mm -hmm. people around me every day, anytime I can get a chance to say I'm from Syracuse, whether it's the one big thing here is nobody can drive in the snow, right? Well, (laughs) we know how to drive in the snow. So like, even then, like I'm consistently so proud of being from Syracuse and I love all the people there and uh you know I miss it every day and I think that when I first started like you know doing cover bands and I had my Mm -hmm. little uh sort of original act that ended up sort of doing some stuff um 
there's nothing more fun than sort of the camaraderie that you have um, with those folks there, you know, and the, the bars and, and, you know, the mm-hmm. little mic nights. Like, the, I'll cherish those <laughs> memories forever. Even at the Absolutely. time, like, I was like, what is this? But it, it, it's the best. So I, I miss you guys so much. <laughs> I see Samantha just chimed in and said representing uh, from Syracuse. So that's cool. And a little orange next to that. So, yeah. Uh, she, I believe, is also Syracuse alumni. Excellent. Syracuse law alumni. So is that where you um, got your law degree? It is. Yes. Wow. Of course. And I'm what if you. Orange all the way. If I know we're going to be talking music, but you also being into law, being an attorney, what, what part of that field are you specializing in? So, um, I do a lot of boring stuff. Um, a lot of, uh, I, two real focuses that I have. Number one, I do some entertainment law for my friends. I I get calls every day from my friends uh, that I meet here through music, always having issues. (laughs) So that's really number one, but I didn't really like, you know, purposely do that. I guess it just happens when they find out that you're an attorney. Um, but secondarily, uh, right out of law school, I was fortunate to sort of team up with um, a guy who was sort of really into like fundraising for nonprofits mm-hmm. and stuff. So I sort of ventured off into nonprofit law. And so I do a little bit of that too, you know, um, when I can. So boring, but also like enriching, I guess, at the end of the day. No, because- it's interesting. It's interesting. And why did you do that? I thought it's your dream and your passion to be an artist. And then yeah. you have this, I don't know if it's a side gig or not. You're a lawyer. That's amazing. It's amazing. It's a little bit of a funny back up, I suppose, to have. Like, usually it's the other way around. But um, my mother would not let me just do music. And this was before I had a lot of the success. I remember I had one big audition for, like, a really large group in New York City. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, like, four rounds of auditioning. Like, we started out 90 guitar players, and we got down to six. And, like, the last day with the final six, I told myself, listen... I'm going to get this gig and I'm going to be a musician and that's it. Or I'm not going to get the gig. And, you know, my mom is making me do more school. So uh, (laughs) as you can tell what happened, I didn't get the gig. So like literally the next day I was applying to law school and uh, I'm happy that I did it. It sucked the whole time, but I was able to still tour and do music while I was in law school. Thankfully I had like Syracuse was great. They worked with me so much to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So um hated every second of it, but I'm happy that it's over and uh, it's a good backup to have. And like I said, the, the one cool thing I guess I get to do is um, every time I meet folks in music, like I said, everybody always has a problem. So if I can help somebody else's problem, you know, mm-hmm. friend mm-hmm. that I'm making and hopefully will help, you know, down the road. So that's always good. Yeah, exactly. And uh, what about the horses? Oh, See, that's that. another whole angle of Molly Diago that we don't know about, right? I know. Well, so during the pandemic, there was no touring or anything going on. Um, And honestly, it's funny. You said something earlier, like if I like that 2 a.m. stuff, I hated it. Like I just I hated that. Um, So the pandemic, I love staying home. I love going to bed at eight o'clock. And what can you do that, you know, you're home every day and going to bed and it's horses. So um, I was able to uh, build a little barn in my backyard uh, right before the pandemic started. And uh, so, yeah, I do. I'm always out messing with my horses and they're so fun. I love them. And of course, we have racehorses. uh, I was going to ask. Yeah. Wow. Which is fun. Have you had horses all your life, though? 
Yeah, my yeah, family, I, I um, since I was born, they've been into resources. And so that, cool. you know, now I own my own resources, which is exciting. And there's never a dull moment with them. Um, so hopefully, fingers crossed for a good year this year. We had a good one last year. Excellent. Yeah, I'm seeing the post. And I'm like, wow, look at this. It's pretty awesome. Let's talk about a little bit more about your music, though. Um, some of the people you've been able to sit down and write with, I know in the past I've seen some pictures with you with some pretty prominent artists. Uh, can you talk, talk to us a little bit about that and those experiences? Sure. So there's been a lot. And I think, as you probably know from the folks you talked to on the show, especially in Music Row, like mm -hmm. the level of collaboration, um, you know, in music uh, and songwriting is like insane, but we don't get that as much on the rock side because people are very almost territorial and they just do their own thing. But I was super fortunate. Um, the first real collaboration that I did um, was with Chuck Alcazian, who's a producer in Detroit. Um, with Lifetime, which we might have had an interview again around that time um, mm -hmm. with a guy named Hugo. <laughs> Hugo yes. is the lead singer of Tantric. Actually, I think I was on the, when we put out another song, my second song. Uh, first mm -hmm. song was Lifetime with Hugo. And uh, Waylon Revis of Mushroomhead also um, oh. collaborated on that, which was super fun. And then me and Hugo got together during the pandemic and put out a, another song, which I think you had that on um, your podcast when it came out two years ago. I'm pretty sure we did. And then this time around, um, I did more work with Waylon towards this new record, which was cool. But the real like dark horse in this whole situation for my new record is a guy named Sahaj um, Tikitin, who he is a lead singer of a band called Raw, which was really, really popular in the 2000s on the rock scene. And actually mm -hmm. um, driving to do this interview, they were on Sirius XM. So shout out to him. Um, cool. We worked together sort of through my album. And he's a like full scale producer. So like working with an actual producer who is a musician, you know, himself was like a whole other experience because not only was he able to like do everything so quickly, but like the thoughts and the thought process and just things that I wasn't thinking about, he was able to contribute to make something cool. And, and the song that, you know, uh, came out today is our sort of first project together. And I was, uh, I was... I'm just, I was blown away, like what he could make me do with my voice and hopefully everybody else will be too. So, so like a little bit of coaching and a little bit of, of yeah. enticing you to, you know, come on, Molly, get it out, get it out. You yeah. can do it. You can do Absolutely. it. Is, is that and, how it goes? Oh, it totally. And then what's yeah. funny is um, Waylon, who Waylon and his wife, Julia, are my, one of like two of my best friends uh, ever. Awesome. And um, they actually, Waylon, who's with The Killer's Confession now, tracked his record with Sahaj. And so he kind of recommended Sahaj to me. But Sahaj is really tough. He's really tough. And he knows what he wants to get from you. And you're going to do it, whether you say yes or no. Um, or whether you can or you can't, he's going to make you do it. So Waylon brought me down to Florida. And he mm -hmm. gave me a mock session of what it's like to be with Sahaj. And I couldn't talk for like five days after the two hours with that. So um after i went to sahaja's i was already a pro i'm like this is great i was super fortunate to have a friend put me through the boot camp you know before i went so that was yeah, great that's awesome that's awesome sure. uh, right. and how do you make these relationships how do you get to know each other how do you come across each other um do, you know how does all that work you as an artist and not knowing anybody then all of a sudden you're with everybody literally so it just kind of snowballs like that and i'm mm -hmm. sure you can relate to that too um the one thing, what really started it was Hugo. I met Hugo, um, I think, at a gig in Daytona. Like, I had never seen the band before, and I was living there, so I'm like, oh, I'll go out. 
And uh, we became really good friends. And then we worked together. And I mean, I don't know if you know or not, but we had a very tumultuous like relationship. And it was very public too. like, um, okay, just he was the original singer on my first uh, my first single called Lifetime. Okay. And uh, I was super excited, ready to put it out. And then we ended up fighting all the time. So I took him off. And that's how I met Waylon. Waylon's like, all right, I'll come to the rescue and do it. And then um, Waylon, of course, ended up like going to this label. And I became friends with the label and all the artists on the label. So then it just grows and grows and grows from there. You know, once you meet one and it's drama yeah. sometimes, it's good times other times. But usually it all works out. It's networking. And it all works yes. out. Exactly. It's the same yeah. thing on my side. I was just in Nashville last week at, at some meetings and, and some parties. Uh, but um, it's those people that you meet that know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. And as you heard in the beginning, the voiceover from John Williard and kudos to him. Uh, you hear him on all the award shows and the Burger King commercials and all that. He loves the podcast and said he wanted to do that, but it was all, it's all networking. That's how these things happen. For sure. You know, just, Even that, you know, John Williard is pretty cool. <laughs> you know, let alone like him having your intro, but yeah. I mean, it's 100% everybody know. And like I said, um, Julie and Waylon, uh, oh, they knowing them and sort of they took me under their wing sort of as an artist and then from there you know when i started growing my portfolio and who what i was doing and what i was working with both on guitar and you know singing as you said it just blossoms and soon you you know uh, you wake up one day and john williard is your <laughs> your podcast you know, so. <laughs> pretty much i mean i got home and there was an email and i went oh my gosh look what he did already. that's awesome so, my gosh yeah. you know I'm, I'm quite honored i'm blessed you're blessed uh big mm -hmm. time Big time. Sure. And uh, let me ask you, if uh, uh, what's the most useless talent that you have? Ooh, um, I that. recently got into mini cake baking. Um, mini cake baking? Yes, I have a mini bun cake maker. Is that I'm like an easy one. bake oven? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like, it's incredible. I've spent so many hours perfecting the cakes. I got my neighbors <laughs> into it now. In fact, one of my neighbors just dropped off a batch of mini cakes. So completely useless because, you know, but is that what somebody is just before we went on, I saw you walk by the camera with like, a, um, with the, cake. a dish, <laughs> with the cakes, I guess with the mini cakes. Absolutely. And wow. now all my neighbors are into it. Like we've, it's become a thing. So I would have to say that that's a pretty useless skill. <laughs> um, you know, especially when I'm trying to work out every day, you know, eat healthy every day. And then all of a sudden everything's disrupted by the mini cakes. Mm -hmm. You How know, about you? Uh, what's your most useless? Oh, uh, my useless talent. <laughs> I don't, I, I I don't want to know. My most useless talent. God. I don't know. I really oh, don't God. know. Um, I love doing this. But well, this isn't useless. This is wonderful what you're doing. I know, I know, I know. My most useless talent. Um, I really don't know. Well, I really have to think about it. I'm because gonna follow up with you on that. <laughs> you should. This is my life, whether it's here or it's inside a radio station or I'm in my voiceover booth. Uh, this is my life. This is what I do pretty I much from that. the moment that I wake up till it's time to go to bed. Um so you're saying I have too much time on my hands, which is totally yeah, true. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't even go down that road, Molly, because you don't. You're now you've got the Esquire after your name. I do. <laughs> you've got That's the horses. <laughs> you're putting out a single birthday girl. You are uh, just you're you're collaborating with a lot of big stars. And sure. on that note, 
because you're from this area, and I know we have a lot of friends, mutual friends, probably watching this podcast, well, yeah. and maybe somebody that wants to do what you're doing, and they're going, man, that's awesome. I wonder how she did it. What advice would you give to somebody that's, you know, trying to just get started and sure. getting out there? Because you've done it. You've done it. What advice? Um, you know, <laughs> uh, don't the, do it. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah, because it, let me tell you, it's it, there's so many. Even today, like this roller coaster, and my manager can vouch for this. Like the roller coaster of emotion today alone was enough for me. I'm like, I quit. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, I just think you gotta have tough, thick skin, and you're not. Um, if you're an overnight success, that's awesome. Congratulations. But when you're not, like, you know, it's okay. You're gonna have a million no's. It's gonna take forever to get to where you want to be but when you get there it's like oh it's it's so fun like even me to be here talking to you right now like i'm like oh my god this is awesome <laughs> you know like i'm i'm, I'm so so well, honored to be here you know, i was so looking forward to this as well because we haven't seen each other or talked to each other in quite a while <laughs> you know a couple of messages years. back and forth but now you know you're putting out the music and i wanted to make sure we got you on and everything kind of oh, worked I out so. so much appreciated and today and it's funny like Listen. even i think you must have went to school with one of my uncles or something because he is always asking me like have you talked to skip have you talk to skip talk to skip i'm like it's it's coming i promise so, do you yeah. know how long ago school was i'm just oh, saying i'm just I saying know. not as long yeah. as you or longer he still, than you he, he still he still loves you even from uh, north carolina he was all he was so excited for this so well, i love him right everybody back. It's loves you. Cool. it's pretty cool well i don't know about that but <laughs> talk to my We're gonna go with um <laughs> no, we don't have to go there. if you could uh collaborate with anybody right now right this minute who would that be um, how about you? Let's put out a song. We could do it, right? Do you have singing guitar? Uh, no, drumming talent? No, 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 no. If I sounded like this, let me see. If I sounded like <laughs> this, maybe listen. Is there any remedy? You're too kind it's you, girl. You know that. I haven't got to tell you, but you're so kind to me. I love it. Thank you so you know, much. That's the song that officially dropped today, although tomorrow's her birthday. But the uh, great birthday present to yourself. Tell us a little bit about that song. Um. So the song was written um, about a year ago. It was last spring. I went to Indiana to work with uh, Sahaj, who is my producer for this record and fantastic. Um, the song was originally written, I think, sort of as a love song in a really creepy way. <laughs> but um, the scary thing is, is like it came out March 1st and, uh, you know, what's going on in the world? It feels like the end of the world with everything. So, like, I guess it can have multiple meanings. And uh, oh, hold on one second. I have a guest. It's OK. Sorry to, tell sorry to interrupt your interview. But tell them to come in. Oh, no. 
So anyway. Oh, I love it. I love it. Sam. Sorry, he's been bugging me. He wants That's to okay. Like That's him. okay. That's why well, we love doing podcasts because anything goes and it's real life. I love this. Absolutely. absolutely. Sorry, he was climbing up on my, my lap. So what's, I don't know. If what's his name? Real quick, then we'll continue. He's what's a his, hammy. What's his name? Hammy. Cammy. Hammy. Like a ham. He's oh, a hammy. Character. Hammy. Bye, hammy. <laughs> Sorry, he was he, he was up on my lap. Um all good. So, all good. So tell anyway. us about the song. Yeah. So um the uh the song was originally about like um you know it, it, during COVID, I think that people went through a lot of like change, whether it's relationships breaking up, you know, uh moving to other cities, just you know, change that was drastic. And I think that um the end of the world was sort of written to be about for those who sort of stuck with the relationships or stuck in their city or, or whatever, like you, you got through it. Um, mm -hmm. At the end of the day, like you're sort of going to the end of the world for that other person, for yourself, whatever. So, um, you know, that I think was the original, you know, sort of meaning of it. And the video that you're going to see, it's coming out on Tuesday. Um, the way that sort of the song relates to me is my whole career. <laughs> like I've been working really hard to get here. And there's so many times where I wanted to quit. But at the end of the day, I've sort of gone to the end of the world with myself because I knew that, you know, 12 year old me would want me to be doing this. So exactly. Um, you'll see that next week. And when we finally put out this video, we've been working so hard on actually with Jordan, um, with Jack Media, who's from Syracuse. We shot. it. Yes. In yes, absolutely. I love Jordan. Yes. I didn't realize. Wow. Absolutely. So the video is super cool. Um, it's me. And actually, we casted a mini me. Her name is Sophia Rivard. Um, she's from New England as well. Okay. And uh, we all went out there to Syracuse. It was 10 degrees and we shot at Sylvan Beach. Oh, oh my gosh. Idea. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> and that's why I don't come back to Syracuse. I'm freezing. <laughs> um, so um, it was super cool. And hopefully everybody loves the video. And, you know, but I think mm -hmm. also the end of the world, um, it's important right now because, you know, Ukraine and everything that's going on, it's crazy. Yeah, so it's crazy. just weird timing. But, you know, yeah. it is what so, you it. Tell me about your mini me. My mini me, uh, she, like I said, she's Sophia Rivard. She's a young actress okay. here in England. Um, mm -hmm. We had multitude of submissions which was super humbling for me uh to do sure. it but she is actually um i know uh her mom i actually ride horses with her mom um every week so oh wow um, and she looks a lot like me so it was an easy choice and mm -hmm. she was like it was her really first big acting gig and she was just a natural so um, we were so lucky to have her and hopefully it's like, uh, maybe not what's the Bruce Springsteen when he pulls the girl, um, oh, yeah. um dancing in the dark. Yes. It might not be like that situation, but if it is like, I'll be like, wow, cool. I knew that girl. She was my, <laughs> I was her first gig. There you so, go. She was yep. great. Absolutely. Everybody Absolutely. should check her out. Yeah. So, uh, do you get to, um, travel a little bit with what you're doing? Have you been to Nashville? I mean, you know, obviously I work in the country music genre, but still um, it's music for everybody there. It's not just country. When you go to Nashville, there's rock, there's alternative, there's hip hop, there's pop. And there, of course there's a lot of country and it all, everything crisscrosses. It's a mix of everything. Absolutely. Do you, do you get to go there? Um, yeah. I was just there like maybe a month ago or so. Um, New management company that I'm with is based in Nashville. So uh, we spent a lot of time, you know, over the last year back and forth to cool. get everything together. So I love Nashville. It's so fun. And I was looking at your pictures. Um, oh, <laughs> you look like you're having a blast meeting all these superstars. <laughs> I was so jealous. Well, it's, you know, pictures are one thing. What's really going on is another. There was a lot of meetings, you know, during the day, we're all busy learning about radio. Yeah. 
that I've been doing forever. Where did they do it? Like Bridgestone? Was uh, no, no, that was at the Omni Hotel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Intimate, yeah. fancy. No, it was pretty fancy. And they have it there every year. It's called the Country Radio Seminar. Mm -hmm. But it, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of learning. But it's a lot of fun, too, because at night, everybody's, you know, they're going to be doing their concerts. Uh, the really? artists want to meet you. They want to shake hands and get you to play their music. Kid Rock was there. It was That's just awesome. amazing. Amazing. Awesome. I saw you were like, it looked like you were like 10 feet away from Keith Urban. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my God. Did, did you? Yeah. And I, um, it's, of course, this podcast isn't about me. It's about you. But anybody that's watching this, if you go to my Facebook page and look up the Keith Urban video, watch it all the way through and watch him at the end. It is just, that's, Amazing. it's still the talk at that whole seminar. I, I won't give it away, uh, but watch it. It's amazing. Amazing. It's the truth. <laughs> yeah. Just I'm jealous. I was yeah. that was at the Ryman. So you know, if you're in the Ryman, that's all very intimate. It's it's pretty oh, cool. It's amazing. That's and, and that's a lunch that one of the record labels puts on for the conference. And of course, they bring out all their big stars. So mm -hmm. and they sing Absolutely. one song each, sometimes to Keith Urban's. He did he put all his songs in the one big. It was pretty cool. That's so. amazing. Wow. I'm so <laughs> so you could be there. You could be doing that. I it doesn't necessarily to. have to be country. You could be on that stage, Molly Diago. I would love to. Esquire. I mean, what a lineup to be among those folks. Like, holy cow. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, do you sing in the shower? Yes, I do. <laughs> do you sing in the shower? I'm going to get this scoop out of you. One I do <laughs> until my wife tells me to shut up. Aww. Because it just, no, I'm just kidding. No, I think everybody <laughs> sings in the shower. I think so. Speaking of family, how's my favorite guy? How's he doing? Oh, Zach, he's good. He's, he's doing good. real well. I told him I was going to be talking to you tonight. He's Aww. like, what? I go, yeah. But I then he that. won't come down. I said, why don't you come down and hang out, you know, in the pod zone. I saw it right before we went live. I had a friend request from him. So I'm like, okay. Oh, <laughs> really? See, he knows. He knows. <laughs> he knows. Yeah. Oh, he loves that. He loves that. Excellent. Absolutely. Um. Let me see. I got some questions. I'm trying to think. Uh, da, 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 da. How do you feel that this whole internet thing has impacted the music business for you? Um, you know, it, there's so much going on, whether it's TikTok, the other avenues. I mean, all that. Um, it's really stressful for me because I feel like there's always a need to be putting out content that people want to react to. And like I, told, I said earlier, like even today, I was melting down a little bit um, over my song because there's I. Mm -hmm. Posted and reposted the same thing like four times in a row um, because like, you know, just not getting the engagement that you want. Like there's so much pressure to just constantly, um, you know, have stuff that people want to see. And I think that's why my eyelashes get bigger and bigger because um, I got to keep people coming. Um, so, you know, uh, that's how I see it. I just mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of trying to figure out TikTok and stuff, but there's only so much time in the day to do it all. So it doesn't happen overnight. For sure. Um, and I imagine like. It's funny, like with the radio stations, I've been looking, um, you know, just checking some out that added my song and, and mm -hmm. some are like, are strictly just marketing. Um, they're selling whatever ads that they're probably, you know, um, mm -hmm. advertisers have bought or whatever. And then others are really interactive with content and artists and everything like that. Um, I imagine that you've had the same type of thing. Like you seem to be like the biggest sort of uh, social media uh, character uh, for, you know, your station. So uh, I am, I, you know, we don't have a lot of people. So we only have, we're live all day. I mean, there's a woman that's on ahead of me. Then I do afternoons live and uh, pretty much that's it during the week. Our morning show is from Nashville, but it all it's, 
I mean, they're live, but they're in Nashville. And then the evening show comes from Nashville as well. Uh, but yeah, between the two of us and I have uh, our weekend people, one of the guys, Justin, is a very, very good web guy. He's always, yeah. he's doing all our web stuff. And, and I do this. I do this. This is me. This is Skip Clark. This is what I do. It's the radio's that. over here. But this is my own podcast. And I, I take these interviews and I'll take clips from them and play them on the air. If I'm talking to a country artist, we, we talked to Martina McBride. We talked to Pam Tillis. We've talked to some of the big stars. I'll take clips of those and I use them on the air as well. I'll say, hey, I talked to you know Martina last night and I asked her this and this is what she said. So, that's so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, this this has really grown for you into like, you know, it has thing. Yeah, it's so exciting. And you have but, your whole studio. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you over here someday. Next time you're in town. Love to show it to you. But uh, it's not about me. This is about you. No, and it's about, about everybody. It's about Molly Diago, who's got a single that came out today. Um, it's and I just played a clip of it a little while ago. If somebody wanted wanted to listen to, to that song, can they go to your? Do you have a website? Do the uh, social media? Tell me about those. Absolutely. Um, well, the song is streaming anywhere you can stream music, whether Excellent. it be uh, you know Spotify, Apple Music, Shazam, whatever there is out there. Um, mm -hmm. And then, of course, you can call your radio stations now, as of last week, and request it, which is a big help to us. And uh, we're on social media, every single platform that you can think of. I think Instagram, you know, Facebook mm -hmm. is real big ones. I think there's a, a Twitter, Twitter, whatever out there of me as Twitter. well. Uh, TikTok, <laughs> you know, wherever where you can find me, I'll find you. Now, right? can they buy your song on iTunes and you get a little percentage of that? Absolutely. I think Amazon yeah. even too. Amazon, yeah. iTunes, mm -hmm. Apple Music. You know, there's a couple, I think 99 cents if you want to. Yeah, exactly. But see, that benefits you, the artist, and, and it really helps out. And you get support from your fans. Do you keep an eye on your numbers, like on Spotify and things like that? Like a hawk, especially today. Um, yeah. It's hard with me because, like, I put out, I only have two other songs on my Spotify, and they were two, three years old. So to keep traction was really difficult. But I see, you know, numbers are starting to creep back up again. But a lot of times, like with press and stuff, before they decide to publish your stuff, they're looking at your Spotify or they're looking at your YouTube, you know? So, like, you always have to sort of keep a handle on it. And that's why I have a great team of folks who sort of have handled it for me this time, um, which takes some of the pressure off. So, but, yeah, always. What uh, musicians do you really admire? Um, I think my all-time favorite and someone who just like is just unbelievable to me is Dave Matthews. Like I have loved Dave Matthews since I was a kid and seeing his shows and just, you know, um, every album he puts out, it's just amazing. And the talent that that guy has is just, you know, insane. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's definitely one of my, um, you know, uh, guys that I just, it, it's just amazing. And I think also on that level, um, Bruce Springsteen is the same type of guy, like always so much material. Um, the shows are, they put every ounce of their energy into the shows and those types of things just, you know, are so exciting to me and they're inspiring to me. And, you know, hopefully one day I'll have that sort of repertoire as well. Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, I don't, it's hard. I don't know. Uh -huh. I could be doing this, you know, at the same place I am today. I always hope that every day will get a little better, but you never know, I guess, until you get there. I'm so back I'm, on the Skip Happens podcast. I get it. Oh, I'll be here every year. I'll be old like, and gray. You'll be young and beautiful <laughs> we'll be as always. This. And bam. Absolutely. You know, I'll be, I'll be right here. Do you have a favorite song that you like to perform? Um, 
I don't even know. I, yeah. I, they're so new, I guess. You know, we've only played a couple gigs with my songs, but what about I love cover songs. Oh, cover songs. I love Bon Jovi's Dead or Alive, I think is my very favorite. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, on the countryside, okay, this is funny. I was going to go down there. Okay. Okay. Yeah, on the countryside. So I was playing, um, I think, well, I almost forget. Oh, Nothing Town. That was what it's called. Mm -hmm. And um, the bass player brought in this, this, and I was new to country at the time. I, I you know, I was always listening to, to rock, you know, and so I was just sort of converting over to country, and now I'm, like, all in. Um, <laughs> Hillbilly Shoes. <laughs> I love country country. I love it. Love it. Love I it. My, I made my band learn that song, just in case we want to have some fun, you know, on stage. Mm -hmm. and I love it. Mm -hmm. Oops. I'm here. here. I'm here. A little little turbulence, but it's all good. Um, exactly. So, I mean, if I was to get in your car or truck, I don't know what you drive or ride your horse. Would there be if I was to hit the radio, what would I be what would I hear? Um probably Howard Stern, to be honest. Okay. No, no, that's probably okay. Howard Stern. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get I it. I love talk radio. Absolutely. Yeah, you do. Mm. And that that goes with you being in the in the uh, attorney. God, I, I like yeah, I just had a brain for it. It's funny, like most attorneys are listening to like you know NPR and stuff, but me, exactly. like, Howard Stern does it for me. Like I just, it's the perfect amount of just you know nonsense that I can just focus on what I'm doing. And it's funny, like music, and a lot of my friends actually have shared the same sort of sentiment especially when you're in a record cycle, like I'm constantly listening to my own stuff and like freaking mm -hmm. out that over every single thing. And so then I get so blown out from it. I don't want to listen to anybody else's stuff because it's always going to be better than mine in my head. And, you know, in so your I, head, remember that's only in your head. <laughs> it's so hard though. So you turn on Howard Stern and, you know, they're talking about ridiculousness and it's just mm -hmm. like all is well in the world again, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of, yeah, makes you smile. That's what you want. For sure. Right? For sure. I totally how about you? Well, do you how play about, your own station in the car? Is that how uh, you know what? I know what happens on my station. So you don't need. You so don't need here's the deal. Because of the type of business that I'm in, I'm always listening to see what's going on around me. Of course. That makes sense. You know, and, and yeah, once in a while, I'll listen to my station to see how it sounds, how it flows. Right. But uh, it's more important me to listen to what's going on across the street. What's going on sure. in another market? Or, you know, I also have, you know, Sirius. So it's like I, I'm i listening to the new music that's coming out. Like, And, and one of the stories that I could tell is uh, a long time ago, I think it was Cole Swindell when he first came out. And I heard him on satellite radio before I heard him on terrestrial radio. And I went, that song, I got to play that song. I'm trying to think which one it was. It was quite a few years ago now. And I, I jumped on it right away and it went on to be a big hit. You know, sure. so that's where I get a lot of, uh, you know, the new music. Yeah, you got it. And if I is um, your station is, is it's family owned still like small. Mm -hmm. uh, We're locally owned. I um, I worked for Clear Channel for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. um, but in 2007, my life changed and went from the big corporate America scene to family oriented, uh, private owner, locally owned and operated. Best move I ever made. Oh, that's awesome. It is awesome because all the decisions are made right here, right True. in our building. We don't have to worry about somebody in some city in Georgia or somewhere and, you know, got to wait for them to tell us what to do. No, we do it all. We sure. do it all. 
we do it all. Sure. That's awesome. And, That's and it's almost like you as an independent artist, you make your own decisions for the most right. part. For the most part. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Well, the same thing with us, you know. So. It's much better, much, much better that way, you know. And I mean, we're creatives at heart, right? So you want to maintain some control over what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So you believe in it. Because if you don't believe it in anymore, like, what's the point of doing it, you know? Yeah. Molly, um, what's the best advice you've ever been given? Get your law degree. <laughs> no. my law degree. Yeah, that was my, my mama. She's in here, I think, listening to me talk. Yeah, about I saw. Her. Is her name Laura? Her name is Laura, yeah. Yeah, I saw her. Hello. I locking my keys. Oh, useless talents is locking my keys in the car with the extra key in the glove compartment. That is one of my useless talents for sure. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, always make sure that you know you have a backup. And for people who want to go into music, I think the one thing that the attorney came in handy was um, first of all, a lot of record deals. And I'm speaking on the rock side. I don't really know mm -hmm. much. No, on no, but. Um, are really bad like it's a known sort of thing that if you can avoid a record deal at this point do it because there's so many companies that are popping up um called label services and they will literally do everything for you that a label would do um but i mean the catch is is you pay for it but mm -hmm. if you're paying for it and uh you know something great happens you retain 100 ownership of everything you're doing i love that my yeah. friends um and actually hugo from tantric is one of them he had a uh, major hit, like major blockbuster um, that still garners like 400,000 streams a month. And he sees not a dollar of that because of how terrible his record deal is. And a lot of them are really predatory at times. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the attorney thing was great because I could earn money to sort of afford to do, uh, do sure. it way. So I can retain ownership and I can still be on the radio and do all the things that people on a label can do. But also... Rock is cheaper than country, <laughs> so that's another thing. Really, but, I didn't know that. Oh, a lot, yeah. Really, for sure. and why would that be? Why you wouldn't know, it all I be the same? Yeah, the the uh, in terms of traction, number one is pop. Mm -hmm. Like people instantly, every song you hear, uh, oh, not maybe not every song, but most of the songs, it's a millions of dollars of investment um, on the back end, on the front end, and maybe not that much, but a lot. Country is always number two, and then rocks at the bottom. Like oh, you wow. can go, um, and, and and granted, this is just something I've learned from talking to uh, so many different people. But uh, the barrier to entry is a little bit lower. If you're doing it yourself versus, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but I imagine in country, it, it would be harder just because of the, the cost barriers and that, you know, labels might still be good there. But for us, it's it's not always the case. So, so if uh, Molly Diago can make a change in the industry, what would you change? Um, I think that I would really, uh, oh, my change would be a little weird, like, I have so many friends that I, like I just mentioned that were so wronged by their labels. Um, I would love to see um, artists when they are signed or when they are in a place where they're gaining traction um, to have some sort of outlet for them to like learn real life skills. Because for example, like my friend I just spoke about, mm -hmm. like now that he's sort of on the back end of his career, he was, you know, blown up in his 20s and 30s. And now that it's sort of coming down, he doesn't know how to balance a checkbook. He doesn't know how to do it. So I think right, right. We need more support for artists um, just to, you know, have a backup and to, uh, you know, be taken care of in real life. Because I think it's something that nobody thinks about, especially if these guys are making a lot of money, you know, but mm -hmm. it's a real problem, I think, in my opinion. And I think that that would be something that I would really advocate for is like almost education, I guess. But yeah, yeah but yeah. 
But they got Molly Diago Esquire to help them out with anything that. And they uh, need to stop because my book is full. <laughs> well, you know what? I say that because we're proud of you and well, you what so you've accomplished and what you've done with your life. You set your goals. You know, you, you've planned ahead. If this doesn't work out, I have this. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So Absolutely. that's pretty awesome. And for a woman your age, I mean, you're ahead of it already. You're, you're doing really well. Another year older and a couple yes. hours, but yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Well, thank you. And you always are so supportive of me. Always. And that's the best thing. That's the best thing is to have support, especially from home because, you know, yeah. I'm all the time and I, well, and I love all y'all. You know, if you watch the podcast once in a while and we have these other independent artists on, you'll notice that both Deb, who's usually here with me, we're both very supportive of those independents because we know it's an uphill battle. Oh, we sure. know that, you know, you're climbing that mountain and you, 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 you have dreams of being on that big stage someday, but absolutely, you know, but you can't afford to be with the big labels. And we, there's a lot of that going on. And you mentioned just a few minutes ago that, you know, about not being with those big labels yeah. and you I'm don't need them anymore. Absolutely. And like I said, on the rock side, you really don't need them anymore. And, uh, but the biggest thing is, is if you're going to bypass the label, like you have to have a source of income to do it. And so that's sort of what the lawyer thing has enabled me to do, if anything. And hopefully I will never have to step foot in a court <laughs> ever. Did, but, you know, if did I you do, read Vinny's notice? Did you read Vinny's note on there? Yeah, he, <laughs> he has me suing 18 million people for all nonsense. So, yeah, we're suing Iran. We're suing this. We're suing American Airlines. We're suing everybody. Molly, everybody. I need your help. <laughs> Molly, can I call you? I need some advice. Can we day. do this? No, I know. This is how awesome it's going. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. You're awesome. Once again, before I let you go tonight, Thank you so much. Um, where can we get your music? I want everybody to know where to go. Everywhere, but Everywhere. hopefully Spotify is the good one. Spotify, Apple Music, you know, whatever. Call your radio stations and hope for the best. Cross your fingers. And if they want to, you have a website that they can go to? I do. MollyDAGO.com. Diago. Mm-hmm. Molly Diago, the birthday girl. Thank you so much. I, I <laughs> once again, like seriously, everything that you do, and I speak stop. for probably everybody who's been stop. on the show. Stop. Stop. Or stop. Stop. no, 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 I'm not going to stop because it's so important. And I remember before all this sort of came together for me, like I came to your studio and we played with Nothing Town because I think we're opening some show that you guys are putting on. That's right. It was a Christmas thing, I believe. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I remember the Christmas thing at what's that hotel? Um, um it was the Maplewood Suites. Maplewood, and Suites. it was snowing like a, a mother. Snowstorm. You know what? We had just flown in from somewhere like warm. And then I remember driving through an absolute blizzard to come jam that show. But it was so fun. And everything that you do for Syracuse musicians, especially, because I know you talk to people from all over the country, but yes. I, I got to rep the Syracuse folks because everybody appreciates you so much. And I hope oh that you continue God. to do this. And uh, both you and Zach and Deb. I'm, honestly, I don't think Deb's ever, uh, I've never had the pleasure of speaking with Deb. But She's a wonderful woman. You'll love it. And what she does and what she knows and um she's very she's the business side of things mm -hmm. i'm the just the guy that asks the questions and rambles on and makes no sense so <laughs> but we make a good you know when we do this together it works out really well she's never done anything like this till we met and then i got her involved and we kind of help each other out now and uh you know we she was in nashville with me just a little while ago and uh, last week and we just, you know, we hit it off and we yeah. met a lot of the artists that we've had on the show because you're right. We talked to a lot of people, not only here right. in the United States 
and country artists here, but we have friends in Australia. Oh my God. We have them um, in Romania. And I tell you some of these in London. And it's fun because when I do a, like I'll interview an artist in Australia, this time would be their lunchtime the next day. Sure. And here it is. It's 20 degrees here. And I'll ask what the temperature is there. And they'll go, oh, it's about 85. And, you know, they break it down in Celsius. But still, it's it's crazy. That's amazing. That's crazy. Well, I mean, you guys have grown in so fast. Like, I'm, I don't know how long you've been Three or four, four years. But that's a... Yeah, so I love it. <laughs> I love well, it. we love you, Molly, and uh, hopefully, yeah. you know, you, you've taken time out of your day to join me and and talk about where you are and where you're going and what you've done, everything. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I really would love to come. In, you know, I'd love to see you come out, or I'd love to come out and see you play. And uh, if you're in the area, I don't know, it, you got to let us know, Absolutely. and we will yeah. definitely put it on our podcast website that you're in town. Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. A little birdie told me that I'm coming back soon to do a gig. So I will, uh, okay. Okay. if we can make a special stop. Cool. And to you. Yeah. You're always welcome. The pod, the pod zones. I call it the pod zone. It's always open. All my and friends. It's an open door I, policy. I will expect your useless talent at that time. <laughs> let me think about it. Okay. I know that's a tough question. You know, I, before I let you go, just, I love it when, when somebody like myself is doing a podcast, when, when they guess, ask a question back. I think that's awesome. And um, we had uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had this artist on. She's actually an actress. Uh, She relocated from LA to New York. Her name's Kelly Monroe Dowdle. And um, she, she goes, I want to ask you a question. I go, sure. What? She goes, when was the last time you cried? And it was like, I'm going, wow. There was like, you could hear a pin drop. It's like, sure. I bet. So I said, you know, I think it was when I lost my mom a few years ago. I have to, you know, it made me think a little bit. But, uh, and then she goes, okay, Deb, when was the last time you cried? Then I'm like, when was the last time you cried? And, you know, and so she opened up a little bit, but that, that creates a great conversation. And it's it's pretty awesome. So I really appreciate you asking questions back. I appreciate you answering the questions. I I think that uh, I didn't. Well, I, I think in order, you did, I think in order to, to have a really great discussion, it's, it's good to, you know, uh, like you said, it's good to ask questions and have some back and forth. And Absolutely. I appreciate you so much. I want to learn more about you, like singing in the shower and useless talents, you know? Well, hmm. that's it. That, it, it. You know, I found out you like mini cakes. I like my love singing in the shower. Thank you got you. a dog, Hammy. Uh, and God, this is awesome. And you ride horses and you, you support racehorses. You, you, you know, and you're absolutely so it's pretty cool. Molly, you're awesome. Thank you for joining us here tonight. Thank and uh, happy birthday. Enjoy it. Well, thank you so much. I hope I'll see you soon. Right back at you. It's Molly Diago, everybody. And for all your friends that are here with us, uh, I know we had a lot of people watching tonight. Um, if you want to subscribe to Skip Happens, it's on YouTube. Uh, just go right, right somewhere up there. I don't know where it is. I see when I point, it's always the opposite because of the camera. I, I have no idea, but you'll find it. It's all Do there. It. Subscribe. All right, everybody. We love you. Thank you. And uh, take Bye, care, guys. Molly. You're awesome. Hang on there. All right. Bye, everybody. Peace out. Thanks for watching. Adios.